2: We are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point from deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest. It's your host, Andrew Coppins,
3: and it's time for critical thinking.
0: Hillary Clinton, Lord Savior, President Dr. Anthony Fauci and libs of TikTok, Pat we're in for a loaded Monday already here on Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins. He is Pat Oney at the Pat Oney Show for him at the Coppins Show on your various social media platforms. And of course, do not forget, you can become a critical thinker at criticalthinking.locals.com. You can watch this show, of course, on Rumble, or you can listen via podcast, however you like to consume us. Uh, some some like our faces. Most don't. That's okay.
3: How are you this uh, this Monday, Pat? I'm I'm concerned. Why? Because you mentioned Hillary Clinton, our Lord Savior President, Doctor Anthony Fauci, mm-hmm. and libs of TikTok all in the same sentence, and it's making me start to question. It's early on Monday. Do I need to start drinking now, folks?
0: If the uh, if the Mormon amongst us is starting to drink, look out now. <clears throat> You didn't specify what it could be—some Diet Dr Pepper, some Diet
3: Mountain Dew. It it it, it could, or it could, you know, could be you know, uh, Mountain Dew Zero. True, true, true. Yeah.
0: Now, <clears throat> I mentioned those three things right up front. Which one do we want to start with? I I think I know which one I want to start with, and this is an oldie but goodie, but it brings up.
3: A couple of really important points about what has been going on right now. Uh, 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 You might as well play her voice now so that we can get her voice out of the way. How dare you? How dare you assume her gender? What do you mean, assume her gender?
1: You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you.
0: Now, that was from way back in 2016, obviously. I think that's a very famous clip. But it was brought back this weekend, and I want to bring it back on the show because it is really ironic, given what took place on Friday, right, Pat? With um, the Gretchen Whitmer situation. And January 6th ties and all of these things. And if you don't know what we're talking about with Gretchen Whitmer, it's the alleged plot um, to have kidnapped the Michigan governor um, during 2020 COVID type stuff, right? Um, And this was alleged to have gone on sometime before the November 2020 election, right? Supposedly nobody got convicted of anything involving the actual plot to kidnap and i use those air quotes liberally because um it turns out this plot was hatched by the fbi two hung juries one person completely not guilty And I think so, there was one conviction on like some other minor offense. Like it had nothing to do with this. It had like a gun charge or something like that to it. Um, and I mean minor offense because it was a misdemeanor gun charge. It was not yeah. a felony gun charge. Uh-huh. Um And I bring up the Hillary Clinton portion of this because what we have seen is the people have tried to the people of the left, have tried to tie the 2016 election to the 2020 election, right? And and how they tied it is this. We're allowed to say that this election was stolen in 2016, right? This was totally stolen from us. And then they spent the next year trying to tell us that, right? Right. They they impeached a president, didn't convict, but impeached a president— Twice, by the way. Now, well, once for this, and then once for January sixth. And I'm going to get right. into that in a right. second here, because all of this kind of is a circular situation, right? But this weekend, as we watched all of the things happen with the the plot unraveling in Michigan, if you will, right the the knowledge that the the jury didn't buy the government's argument that it was not the FBI concocting this plot, but somebody completely on their own. They didn't buy it. I don't care about, well, they didn't acquit. A hung jury tells you there are serious questions as to the veracity of the claims of the government's case. Now, Why do I bring up the Gretchen Whitmer case? And why am I bringing this up in the Hillary Clinton sphere? Well, because the person who was alleged to have concocted this plot also, two weeks later, moved to this case about January 6th and is alleged to have been the the quote-unquote leader of the case. You mean to tell me the person who concocted that plot didn't concoct another one, right? The whole Ray Epps situation, the whole thing, whether or not Ray Epps was a government plant or some opportunist, we don't know. We really don't know. It's likely that he wasn't an FBI agent. Maybe he was an informant or a CI or somehow tied loosely to the FBI or whatever doesn't matter. It's weird. But I want you to remember that the people who screamed bloody murder about the Gretchen Whitmer plot, right? You right wing nut jobs are the same people who have told us that we can't question the veracity of the 2020 election. We can't claim that the 2020 election was stolen, even though all of this empirical scientific evidence suggests something was amiss. When you compare 2016 to 2020 and further from uh, 2012 to 2016 to 2020, right? And we talked all about that last week empirically, okay? This has nothing to do with politics. This has, let me take a look at the data and does the data suggest that a plot line is the same or similar, right? Okay, so what is the trend from 2016 to 2020 more generally? And more specifically, do certain areas that should follow the trend, follow the trend? The answer by data scientists is no. Nope, 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 nope. Now, we're also told by the I love Hillary Clinton crowd, right, that we can't question any of that. And to do so would be to suggest what? Treason. Yes. Okay. Well, Pat, when I was talking to you off air, I I, I just have a question because we did get some um, convictions in the January 6th um, situation, right? Now, one of the reasons that we are told that uh, Trump had to have been impeached, right, that uh, he needed to be impeached a second time, was that he led this mob of people. He incited a mob. Okay? That's the allegation, right? That he incited the mob to act the way they acted on January 6th, storming the Capitol, you know, illegally entering, beating up police officers, killing, oh, wait, nobody actually died of anything other than two individuals, Ashley Babbitt and a pregnant lady in the tunnel. But hey, you know, let, let's put those aside. But but we're told that as we look at this, right, this was an assault and an, an affront to democracy and it must not stand, therefore Donald Trump must be impeached, right? And he incited all of this. Except for what was the case that was made by the government here, Pat, in these um, cases? got convictions, including, by the way, I believe the leader of the Proud Boy movement in Washington, D.C., was convicted, pled guilty and convicted. What was the government's allegation, if you paid attention?
3: Apparently, I didn't pay attention, or at least not pay attention very well.
0: The government's allegation, much like the Gretchen Whitmer case, was that this was a premeditated act on on the part of Proud Boys or or whomever, right? That this was all premeditated. They had this made up in their heads before January 6th. This was something they were going to act upon on January 6th, regardless, right? You had your hand up.
3: Yeah yeah I, I have a question here. How how could it possibly be premeditated and Trump be guilty at the same time? That's my question here after this weekend, Pat. How could
0: it be possible for the government? Now, I know how it's possible for the government to make one case and then the, the the Congress and Senate try to make the other case, right? I know I get it, right? I right. get how they could do this. But what I don't get is how you can logically make these two cases at the same time. We're supposed to believe that the Proud Boys and and all these other organizations, right, came together with this master plot. And then I know what the left is going to say. Well, the two can be true at the same time because we saw people spontaneously act. That's the point of the plot, right? Allegedly is that we're going to incite the riot, but it's a premeditated assault, right? We're going to begin it based off of a few words or actions or whatever, and then we hope to have people follow us, right? The alleged coup on America. You know, of the people standing around in the rotunda of the, uh, the Capitol <laughs> taking selfies and whatnot. No weapons found. No nothing. Now, that having been said, okay, those two things could have happened. But you can't then include Trump in that, right? So which one am I supposed to believe here? Which one am I supposed to believe that Trump is a bad human being because he incited this riot, right? He incited the crowd and they they spontaneously just decided to storm the Capitol because of Donald Trump. Or am I to believe the case that the government made in a court of law? These two things, while politically could be helpful to the left,
3: cannot logically be true. You can't incite something and also at the same time have it be premeditated. It's either one or the other. And I'm more inclined to believe that this was probably a premeditated
0: act on the behalf of a select group of people hoping to further incite the crowd. Because the other insinuation is then that Donald Trump was in on the incitement, right? Donald Trump was in on the plot. Government never alleged that. The government never proved that. They could easily take that stance if they knew it, right? Because he is no longer a public figure. He is a private citizen. He is not immune from prosecution anymore. So if they had those goods, why not? why not deliver them right Cause that, because that that would be the only other thing happens. in which that's the only
3: other way in which these two statements could possibly be congruent to each other but they don't have it they they absolutely don't have it otherwise they would have done it by now
0: right all of this on the back of but you can't tell me that the election was stolen right you can't you can't make that claim yet. Yeah. Have any of you condemned Hillary Clinton for doing that? And, by the way, being the person who tried to set up Donald Trump, right? The person who tried to do all of these things to Donald Trump to make it look like he was colluding to steal the election and then claim that the election was stolen while knowing full well you were attempting to set him up for this.
3: Which is absolutely rich, by the way, because here's here's how the election was stolen from Hillary Clinton. And it wasn't really stolen. It's called the Electoral College. And because it wasn't her playing field and and she felt like it wasn't the way that she would have wanted this to play out, because had she won the Electoral College, we wouldn't have heard as we wouldn't have heard a peep out of it. Right. There would have been no question that the election was stolen. However. She lost fair and square by the way that the system has been created. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot you cannot sit here and tell me otherwise. Mm-hmm. And for someone that tried to rig it in her favor, <clears throat> and if anyone colluded with Russia, it was her, and then tried to pin it on Donald Trump. It's absolutely rich, and it's hip- hypocrisy at its finest to believe Hillary Clinton and not to believe that Donald Tr- the, the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump is pure and total hypocrisy in that there is more than enough evidence for 2020 than there ever was, 2016.
0: Yeah. And it's all in how the system was opened, how the system was exposed, how the system was um, abused, right? And it was why you should oppose a much more open election system. We're not talking about you know, felons being able to vote once they've done their service to the community. We're not talking about that, right? We're not talking about that open. We are talking about the actual ability to physically vote. It is so open that it is impossible to understand whether or not that vote is true. And that is the whole point of what the Democrats want to, to do. They want chaos in the election system. They want to be able to use that chaos to their advantage. Why? Because they're the ones who have been paying attention to the bureaucratic, um, the bureaucratic um, operation, if you will. Right. the The organization of the bureaucracy around our election system. They almost wholly control it, right? And especially in large population centers, in which it is much easier for them to be able to manipulate the system to their favor. And that's exactly what um, John R. Lott proved in his paper is that you can't tell me that two places, all they are, are separated by a county line from one road, you know, from one side of the road to the other, the precincts are exactly the same demographically, um, politically the same, everything else. And they look Totally different in their absentee balloting. Why? Because one has one system, the other has a different one. One has one bureaucratic opera, um, operation, and the and and a different one out right across the street. So it boggles my mind to have seen that Hillary Clinton tape this weekend. Right again, it boggles my mind, and then. It boggles my mind to go forward, right, and and look at this and go, wait a minute, wait a damn second. And, oh, by the way, that's the person who wants to run in 2024 because she believes it is her God-given or not even God-given, her um, pagan-given right to become president of the United States of America, right? She is supposed to, by the glory of the spirit of the age, become Mm -hmm. president. That's her destiny.
3: And if anything, of all the things that that uh, y- you might have said right about Hillary Clinton here is that um, how dare I assume that she's a woman? She's now, more likely non-binary. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no commento. Um, but we also were reminded of somebody who had gone away for a little while this week on oh, no. that. Do we, do we have to? And in, in, in what is the new media narrative? We knew this was going to happen, right? We warned you about this if you didn't continue to pay attention and at least be vigilant in opposing these people because the spirit of the age had taken them so far over the last two years. And we're talking about COVID forever, y'all. We're talking about you can't let go because, oh my God, COVID is so freaking deadly and dangerous to our society.
3: By the way, notice we haven't really talked about COVID in a while.
0: Yes. And I, I'm going to say something up front here. This because of this tape is going to be the last time this person's name is mentioned on the show.
3: Let me ask you about the, uh, the the spike we've seen right here in Washington. Uh, you and I were both at the Great Iron Dinner. This is a dinner that had a, about 600 or so uh, uh, attendees. So far, I, I believe we're at 67 people that have uh, tested positive who are at the dinner. Uh, I'm told, at least so far, no indication of anybody seriously ill. Uh, but, but you know, about 10% of those infected. What What is the lesson here? Should we not be holding events like this or... To the, to the point we just talked about, is it time to accept that we, we can have an event like this, but there, there's going to be a risk. Some people will test positive. If everybody's vaccinated, you know, it won't necessarily be that serious.
2: I think it gets back to what we were discussing just a moment ago, John. It's going to be a person's decision about the individual risk they're going to take. Mm-hmm. I think the people who run functions, who run big dinners, who run functions like the White House mm-hmm. correspondence Ball, are thinking back the gridiron dinner, are going to have to make a determination looking at the CDC guidelines and seeing where the trends are. I mean, there are some places you go, not only is it required that you show proof of vaccination, but you have to have a negative test the day you go to a particular place. Yep. And I know a lot of social functions throughout Washington and in New York are doing the same thing. And it's up to the individual to determine what their level of risk We don't want to poo-poo getting infected. I think people sometimes say, well, it's okay to get infected. No, it's not, because there are things like long COVID. And there are sometimes people, even though they don't require hospitalization, John, they get significantly ill. They may be at home. They may require a doctor consultation, but they don't get hospitalized. That's not something to poo-poo. Again, each individual.
0: Um, Yes, Mr. Patoni, you have your hand up
3: did it take seriously just take him 2 years to catch up to what we've been saying this entire time also is he just done making money from covid at this point is that why he's able to say this now and 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 thirdly um is this bad
0: all of those things are probably yes <laughs> but Also within this topic is him talking about um, popping up this weekend and talking about um, mask mandates coming back and all of these protocols coming back into our society. No. No, it's seasonality. If anybody believes that masking has helped, Shanghai. If anybody believes that vaccinate everybody has worked australia austria germany new zealand which by the way its prime minister basically had to admit this weekend that none of what they had put in place worked even though she tried to to spin it all as if oh well you know we got everybody vaccinated and um the 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 federal high court uh you know coming and saying, no, you can't mandate this of, of public employees anymore. Well, it works because we, we scared them all into getting vaccinated and only a certain percentage, a very small percentage are not vaccinated anyway. Yeah. Um, that's not what you, you... Your COVID zero policies didn't work. None of them worked from a health perspective. Um, furthermore, Go to hell, Anthony Fauci. Go to hell. Further more than that, Pat, we already know that this guy has been wrong on everything COVID, right? We, right. we know that. He's been right, right, wrong, and then wrong again on everything related to COVID. Now, in terms of, like, ivermectin on its own, well, there are people on the right who have been very wrong about that. Ivermectin as a part of a protocol has been very different in its returns, right? Right. So I want people to be clear about this. Remdesivir is not an answer. Ivermectin on its own, not an answer. But more importantly, Pat, than all of this, you just heard fear. You just heard the fear porn, the panic porn coming back, right? You just heard it, right? We're not supposed right. to poop. Nobody poop. Who's this? If you get sick, it sucks, right? But right. here's the reality: people get sick all the time from all sorts of things, and we don't care right. as a society. No, like like I said to you off air, Pat, and I've said this time and time again. Have you ever consciously given a second thought during flu season to doing something or going anywhere? Hell's no, right? Including for me, getting on a super packed rush hour morning commute into the office in a subway car, right? Never once did I go, oh, gee. Now, have there been times where I've been conscious of making sure not to touch certain surfaces and then touch my mouth with it? Yeah, because that's just basic hygiene, right? But at the same point in time, we have to be able to get to that point. Yeah, we're not, nobody's poo-pooing getting the flu. Nobody poo-poos this. It sucks. But the reality of the situation is that everybody has to operate under a risk profile. And if you want to live in fear the rest of your life, go right on ahead. Do it. You want to wear a mask? Go for it. Do it. But that is your choice. You must respect the choices of other human beings. And more importantly, Pat, than all of this, name one time, Our Lord Savior President, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has been right or produced anything that actually worked against any of the infectious diseases that this jackass has worked on his entire career. You can't because it doesn't exist. And more importantly, what we do know about his entire career includes poisoning people, actually poisoning people. The first drug he comes up with, uh, with the AIDS ep- epidemic, right? Right. He makes bank off of, right? Because he's the lead researcher on this at the National Institute of whatever, right? He makes bank off of it because this is where every every doctor, every doctor is pushing, pushing, pushing. Oops. It actually includes some stuff that makes you even sicker, like deathly sick. Oops. And remdesivir, Pat, does Mm. it work? No. No. And in most cases, it makes people sicker. It makes people
3: worse. So, in other words, it's safe to say that Fauci has profited off of both the AIDS epidemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, and we more or less just funded his retirement, because of this.
0: And I haven't even mentioned what he has done in shifting funding in all of the other things that we can talk about, right? The shifting definition right, of gain of right. function, which only shifted once the spotlight got put on that grant that <clears throat>, NIH and NIAID allowed EcoHealth Alliance to put. May I suggest this, folks? As much as we loved Fauci and bargain Fauci and Bargain does a lot of really good things when it comes to data and the here and now, but right. Fauci exposed um, a documentary uh, Michael Knowles and the Daily Wire put together. It's a three-part documentary. You can watch it in probably less than two hours in total. It's three episodes, fourth with an epilogue. Um, it, it does a great job of walking you through his entire career and the absolute utter failure that he is from a scientific perspective.
3: I, I have an qu- honest question here, yeah. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and try to say that you and I are experts when it comes to medicine no. and and and, be, and all things medical, right? Because because we're not we're not doctors. But because it has taken him two years to catch up to this point, are we more experts than this guy?
0: No, I wouldn't say that we're more expert than this guy. I wouldn't say that at all. He is much more expert in terms of the the molecular structures and all of those things what we are is people who don't have tunnel vision when it comes to this right he has a tunnel vision he must he he is the ultimate version of the spirit of the age right now because he has a belief that only one thing can be true from the very beginning it was my my goal and my effort to follow the data wherever it takes us for instance there's data out there from a randomized Controlled trial in Brazil on ivermectin. We haven't discussed it yet on this program because it's kind of irrelevant at this point, but just ivermectin alone does nothing. It does nothing. It turns out that it must be activated with other things, right? So as I took it and got almost instantly better, it was because that and zinc and um, erythromycin and some other things that I was taking, right? vitamin B12, and, and all of those things, okay? But, but, it's data, right? I, I can now sit here and tell you because of data that I wouldn't recommend just taking that alone. I would recommend you follow a protocol of other things that will help your immune system. At the same point in time, I'm also willing to look at the Imperial College model, the IMHE model, right? All of the modeling that was done, is complete and utter garbage. He can't because he has a vested interest in making sure that he, the narcissist that he is, is in control.
3: And, and and that's 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 what I was ultimately getting at with this question is like like we are not experts by any means. By any means. We are
0: better at, at being able to to see the forest through the trees if you will because he because we don't have a dog in the fight. We have taken a side based off of actual
3: data, right? And we dare to ask questions.
0: A- and practical knowledge, right? And more importantly, real world, in um, not empirical data, but real world observational data, right? Real life experience right. on top of data, right? Because sometimes real world experience can be misleading and sometimes real uh sometimes data can mislead based off of your wor- uh, off of your real world experience you know they they don't have to be mutually exclusive for instance you know like i said you could have an experience that you think is true and then you input the data more broadly and you go oh it's just because you are at the center of like the anomaly if you will right now all that having been said i want to say this again this is going to be the last time that this man has any Any, any topic discussed about him on the show, any, because he is completely and totally proven to be irrelevant and more importantly, harmful to the American society at every single stop along the infectious disease way over over my entire lifetime, Pat. Literally, he started before I was born inside the federal bureaucracy in my entire lifetime, the man has never once been right about anything. Never once has he looked at the data in front of him and been right.
3: Did, does this mean that um, we can never say his name on the show again? And does this mean that he will never be uh, nominated as a Richard of the Week again? All of the above. I mean, I'm
0: sure at some point in time we're going to have to mention his name. but. At- But he will never get a segment on the show again, unless that segment is ding dong, he is no longer the head of the NIAID, right? Or ding dong, he has been brought up on charges. Because what has Mm. happened over the course of remdesivir, over the course of this pandemic is absolutely and utterly criminal.
3: I I think you and I will be uh, waiting a very long time for any of those things to happen because they're probably never going to happen at this point.
0: Oh, that's very, very true. But let's mm-hmm. go ahead and move on to have a little bit of fun here, because it's time for the B or not the B.
3: All right, Pat, hit me with the headline. All righty, then. Today's headline, Clarence Thomas receives invite to celebration of first black Supreme Court justice. Clarence Thomas receives invite to celebration <laughs> of first black Supreme Court justice. Uh, Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, if you haven't yet, go to funly.com and support our friends over at American Pride Roasters. Uh, How much longer do we have on that, by the way, Andrew Coppins? 24
0: more days left. 24 (laughs) days for you to donate. In fact, you know what? Here's, Here's a good idea, Pat. Donate a dollar every single day for the next 24 days.
3: There you go. There you go, folks a dollar every day for the next 24 days or
0: alternatively be, you could just uh, donate $25 today
3: yeah, or 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 that
0: and and then just you know save yourself that trip to Starbucks for a week
3: or that this will help this will help dm and his family get back on their feet both personally and hopefully get american pride roasters back online so that would be very very helpful so go to fundly.com and support them today in the meantime, Clarence Thomas receives invite to celebration of first black Supreme Court justice. Andrew Coppins, is this the B or not the B? See,
0: this is easy. This is the Babylon B because this is the Atlantic, right? Who suggested that uh, that Kentonji Brown Jackson was the first black Supreme Court justice. Left the woman part out, and and then left out Thurgood Marshall, or not Thurgood Marshall? But yeah, he was the first. The Thurgood black. Marshall yeah. was
3: the chief justice. Yeah, and and,
0: and then Clarence Thomas, <laughs> mm-hmm. and what the, what the f? <laughs> As if none of these people existed. She's the third black Supreme Court justice, the first woman to be a, the first black woman on the court.
3: Mm, mm, mm. Um. You are correct. This is the Babylon Bee. We won more of Dominic Izzo's Ponzi scheme MLM pyramid now, scheming money.
0: I, I just have another
3: observation, Pat.
0: Yeah. Did you did, did you hear from Jimmy this weekend? By chance, Jimmy. In, in regards
3: to in regards to what? Um.
0: If if his sister is okay.
3: Uh. I mean. Y- yeah. He said said as much. Why?
0: Because uh, apparently there was a lot of ugly crying going on um, at the uh, party oh, for uh, Kintanji yeah. Brown Jackson this weekend. Did you Did you hear about that?
3: Yeah, I, I did hear about that. And uh, the, um, from this what dude, I understand, what what this dude
0: right here cannot abide that coming mm. from the very people who literally torpedoed um, the nomination. Of the first Latino. Remember that? Under George W. Bush. Do you remember that?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, they torpedoed that before it even happened. Mm-hmm. Because, because why? Because it was racist. Because it was just racial pandering. According to them, right? So they torpedo right. that nomination. And, so, and now we're uh, ugly crying over this monumental occasion, momentous occasion.
3: Yeah, so I actually have the inside scoop on this from Jimmy. Um hmm. when uh when when his sister uh came to dinner that night, um he he uh she kind of sort of showed him the artificial tears that she was carrying with her. <laughs> that makes much more sense. Much, it does, right? Much more sense. It does. Okay. I, I thought I thought it would. Um, do you want me to read this or no? No. Okay. No. But
0: that was a great, great headline, a great callback to the insanity of the lefts following all over all of the woke racial pyramid scheme, the race hustle, right? Mm. That exists today. Just 20 years ago, it was, we we oh no 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 we can't we can't have a Latino on the court because uh oh if the right does that, what does that mean for voting? Never mind the fact that by the way, um in Texas and in New Mexico and in Arizona and in California and in Florida, the Republican Party is making massive gains in the Latino population. Never mind that. Right, turning border Latino towns China that China. were highly democratic because of that Latino population more and more red every day. Never mind all of that, but hey, you know it's, it's all about the hustle, right? Right. Right. Speaking of which, is there more? Is there nothing more great in terms of a hustle right now than the uh, <clears throat> transgender movement? Is there a greater hustle in America?
3: Are we really calling that a hustle?
0: Yes, I'm going to call that a hustle. Because okay. I firmly believe while there are people who are transgendered, right? While, right? while I fully recognize that, the vast, and I mean vast majority of them, would never scientifically, medically be declared transgender. Would never actually test out for gender dysphoria. Most of it is a trend, is a fad. There's no way in blue hell that ten, fifteen percent of the population is suddenly transgendered. There's no bleeping way. But I present this to you from the libs of TikTok. Remember, it's all about
1: science. And something, something cool about me, Miss Hammond. All right. All right, so something that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So we touched a little bit about that at the beginning of this week uh, in the book that Miss Hammond read, but I'm gonna give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender as well. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl based on what they look like. And most of the time, that guess is 100% correct. There are no issues whatsoever. Um, but sometimes the doctor is wrong. The doctor makes an incorrect guess. Um, when the doctor makes a correct guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are transgender. So I'm a man, but when I was a baby, the doctors told my parents I was a girl. And so my parents gave me a name that girls typically have and bought me clothes that girls typically wear. Um, and until I was 18 years old, Everyone thought I was a girl and this was super, super uncomfortable for me because I knew that wasn't right. Um, the way I like to describe it is like wearing a super itchy sweater. Um, the longer you wear it, the itchier it gets, and the only way to make the itching stop is to have everyone see and know the person that you really are. So when I was 18, I told my family and my friends that I'm really a boy, and it was like this huge weight had been lifted off of my shoulders, and I had the freedom to be who I truly am. And even though this experience is super challenging sometimes, um, I am su- it made me the person I am, and I'm super proud to be transgender.
0: Yes, uh, Mr. Patoni.
3: Doctors make guesses of what gender you are?
0: Like I said on Twitter uh, about this pat. We are constantly told by this party and this group and this activist group that we're anti-science that we 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 believe in things that are totally antithetical to science, right? When it comes to COVID-19, to to everything else in in society. This is the most unscientific, anti-science thing I have ever listened to, ever in my entire life. Pat, um, what pray tell would a uh, would a doctor base a um, gender on? And more importantly, uh, are they talking about gender or are they talking about sex?
3: Um. Well, I mean, the doctor takes one look to see which parts you have or don't have. What if you have both? Then that is what we call a mutation or a deformity. However, you want to take a look at that in that case, that that is what that is. Something did not go right in um, the development of that baby. That is what happened. Something went very wrong in the DNA.
0: Right. Which is exactly how you get red hair, too, a mutation in the DNA.
3: Right. Um, It's also, by the way, how you get blue eyes. Um, I just, first of all, why is this person being allowed to speak to children? And second of all, speaking of the science, if, if we were to take them 200 years from now, when they're dead and gone, and all is left is their bones, we could take a look at those bones and be like that is a male or a female. We could look at it from a from a DNA standpoint. That is a male or female from a chromosomal level and we 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 could say that. We won't know what they thought in the head. But damn it, we we can tell if that was male or female. That's what the science says. We have no idea, but we're letting this person speak to children. And and, and what grade was this kindergarten? First grade, I believe. First grade. First still, first freaking great. We're letting this person, this person should be he- hell's no to my children. now granted, more more importantly for eighteen, they could do what they want. That's fine, right. Not to my first grade kid
0: right and, and I think more importantly than that, Pat, is that this this individual clearly still has a lot mentally to work out, okay? Clearly, still has a lot of things, because it's very clear to me that they have not dealt with the inner parts of this. The they believe the physical to be the mental, right? And it's you know we we talk about body dysmorphia, we talk about people who have anorexia and in other things, right? This right. is similar to it in the way that the the chemical imbalance in the brain works. It it, it is wanting you to believe something about you to not be true. Okay? Biologically you're right, right? If we were to dig up the, this individual's bones, right, 200 years from now and do a DNA sample, it would show us that what this person was a female. But the 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 issue that I really have with almost all of this is this pat. This individual is teaching kids things that are not true. A doctor doesn't guess. A doctor doesn't guess anything. A doctor looks and says, to your point, do you have boy parts or girl parts? And if you have both of them, well then, guess what? Um, That's a different conversation. But more importantly, more importantly, that is the rarest of rare occurrences. It happens in less than 0.01% of all births, right? Right. You are conflating your mental state with your physical state. You are conflating your mental idea of gender versus the actual physical state of sex, which is what the doctor is determining. Do, do you think this? the sleight of hand that these people use? This is why this is dangerous. You're teaching a first grader who is impressionable. Pat, I had thought of this this morning as I was preparing for the show. Why do we teach kids stranger danger? Why? Uh, s- safety, right? But why? Because kids are kids are really able to comprehend complex subjects and be much less judgy, right? Right. And um oh, it's exactly that reason that you t- teach them stranger danger, right? Because you shouldn't trust Everything that you hear, everybody you hear or see, you shouldn't. If you don't know them personally, if they are not, even if you do know them personally, do you just go on with with any person who wants to pick you up? Oh, I know who that is. I, I, no. N- no. It's exactly this that is the nefarious part of all of this for me. These grown adults are using the child-sympathetic mind, right, to indoctrinate them. This is why we call it grooming. This is literally grooming them. It is using their impressionable mind. Now, you could say, well, what is religion? Well, guess what? Over time, you have a choice. If your parents are going to church, are you learning about it? Yes. Absolutely you are. But at the end of the day, is it or is it not your choice as to whether or not you practice faith?
3: Yes. yes.
0: But when it's you when you, when you are when you are taking a mind that can't understand concepts, both physically and mentally, and trying to impress upon them concepts you owe it to them to be honest, right? And this is not honest. This is grooming. There's no such way, shape, or form in which a doctor guesses. Because here's the reality, a doctor would never guess. If they don't know, they don't know, they must do further testing. If a doctor doesn't know, they're not putting it on the birth certificate. They're going to leave it to the parents, right? In most cases, when we have like hermaphroditic situations, that's what's going on. When we talk about grooming, this is it. This is the perfect example of it where you are, well, this is just this way, right? And and my, my kids will accept this as the truth. They're going to go on until they're 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, right? Believing that this is how this world works, and that's not the reality of the situation in front of them. Now, guess what you've got to do, right? As a parent. Are you going to know that your child is being taught this in school? The only way you do is if you're asking the right questions, right? The only way that you do is if X, Y, Z is going on. I, I just... I absolutely 100% struggle with this concept of, well, kids, they're more accepting. Of course they are. Of course they're more accepting because they have no concept of the world in front of them. And when you use that impressionability as a cudgel, To indoctrinate into something that is not normal in society? There is nothing normal about being transgender from a scientific perspective or from a societal perspective. That doesn't mean that you can't love somebody who is that way. That doesn't mean that you can't interact with people or have friendships with them or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is this concept that this is just a totally typical, normal behavior, totally typical, normal part of biology, is absolute and utter insanity. That's not to diminish your, quote-unquote, humanity. That is to realize your humanity. That is to realize that, hey, guess what? Maybe, Maybe you should find ways... To help deal with the issue that you are faced with, right? This this feeling that you have. Because notice what we are told here, Pat. Two things by this individual. One, that he felt this way. And two, that we're supposed to believe from the second that you come out of the womb that you're this way. No, no, no. And I don't want you around my kids. I don't want you teaching them this. You want to teach reading, writing, arithmetic, fan-freaking-tastic. I I just, I don't get it, Pat. Like, when I was in high school, maybe I would have known um, some things about the personal life of some of my teachers. Now I know that was 22, 23, 24, 25 years ago, right? For me... But if we've gotten so informal in that relationship between student and teacher, there's where our society has gone wrong, period, amen. Period. doesn't even matter. If I know more about my teacher's social life than I do about my parents' social life, you're doing it wrong as a teacher. Absolutely doing it wrong. You don't have to involve that to make a personal connection with the individual. You don't. But that's what's been taught in teaching colleges for the last 30 years, right? Right. That you have to make a personal connection. No, you make a personal connection over the material that you're supposed to be teaching. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts.
3: Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. Okay, Groomer. Please be smart.
0: Be safe, be kind, as always, Matthew 547.